Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the spookiest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Zeinard. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Meg Healy. Today on the podcast, we're celebrating Halloween with scary sewing horror stories. Think they don't exist? We promise you, you'll be flinching at these tales. Then we'll talk through our worst sewing fears. We'll each share something a little in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something too. But first, how is everybody doing today? I'm feeling ready to sew. I feel like the last, um, with my big trip out of the country and just um, school happenings, I just haven't had as much time to sew. And Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, I feel (laughs) the same way. I'm ready to sew, too, like non-wedding things. And that's the last time I'm going to say the W word. (laughs) (laughs) After last episode, I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it. But yeah, I'm 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 ready Ready. too, and I'm ready for fall sewing too. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Get all cozy. Well, um, I'm coming from you out of the past. We're recording this episode a little early because uh, when it drops, I'm going to be in Austria. So we're going to assume I'm doing really well, and I'm relaxing and speaking German and going to the opera and and wearing amazing outfits and wearing amazing outfits for your trip that I made. Take lots of pictures. I will do that. Um, my husband's a little bit iffy about um, us actually posting pictures while we're out of town, but I've convinced him I can do some Instagramming. So, um, and I'll have my sister-in-law, who is awesome, take my pictures, and life is going to be great. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. Oh. You're so gonna exciting. have so much fun. You're having fun right now. I bet. I bet you are. Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> oh. All right, well, let's jump in to our horror stories. So I don't actually know what Meg and Amanda have picked for theirs, um, but I'm going to start us off by talking about a um, about a costume I made back when I was in my very early 20s. I was in college. Um, I was in a costume construction class, and this was, it wasn't our final project technically, but it was our big project for the semester. And we were doing a show called Arcadia by Tom Stoppard, which takes place uh, both in a modern era and in the the 1810s, so the Ampere period. And uh, each of us was assigned one of the costumes for the women in the uh, earlier period to drape and construct. So they tried to make it easy for me because I was also doing props. They gave me Uh not an actual dress, but they gave me a dressing gown for one of the characters to wear. And I got a picture of a um, of a vintage dress to sort of imitate. So Uh what happened was if you can picture a side back seam. There was there was that, and then there were two more of them on basically the same curve, um, fanning out across the back. Except instead of being seams, they were uh, sets of three little pleats. Um, there was also a bunch of pleating in the center back seam. So I sat here and I draped this thing. And by the time I was done with it, I had, I believe, 96 inches of width that ended up being pleated um, into the width of this person's back. Um, And then it sewed partway down the back and then uh, the pleats released and then they spread open into this lovely train and everything. So I had my draped piece. I'm sitting there with my muslin trying to figure out how to sew these. Remember, it was like a side back seam. It was a curved seam. These curved pleats. Hmm. Um, And there was no way to do it um, to make those pleats curve um, on a sewing machine at my current level of skill. And in the end, I decided I needed to hand stitch all of them. So I hand-stitched. There were nine pleats um, on each side of the back. So um, it was 18 pleats there plus two deep box pleats, right? It was a layer of two box pleats in the center back seam. And I think there were some little pleats in the front, too. But that was not really the big deal about it. So (laughs) I had all of these all ready to go. The pieces were very long because there was no waist seam or anything. They just... They were full-length pieces from the shoulder to the train because it had a it had a little train on it, um, and the fabric was it was um, home deck fabric, which was fine, 
but it was lined with this uh, leftover red silk from a dress they had made the year before. It was beautiful. It had sort of a a um, stripey weave to it, so it it seemed to have a stripe to it. Um, it was this deep red. It was it was absolutely gorgeous, and I started to cut out my pieces and discovered that I was. Um, I had enough to cut, I think, one of the back pieces. Um, yeah, I think there was one of the back pieces, and I had to do full length of both the front pieces and the back pieces. And so I went to my technical director, and I said, what do I do? I don't have enough fabric to make anything like this. And he said, oh, well, I also use that same fabric to make my curtains, so I'll bring those in, and you can use those. Which kind of would have been okay, except that his dog liked to pee on those curtains. Um, oh, and so Yeah. So he brought me these big stretches of fabric that were dusty and had these big spots of dog pee on them. And, oh. you know, I was he was like, just cut around them. And I'm like, um, really? And he's like, yeah, just cut around them. I'm like, is there anything I can do? Because this really stinks. I, I know we, can't, we couldn't wash it. It was silk. Um and he's like, no, you can't wash it. And I begged him and I begged him and I begged him. And I finally got him to agree that I could put the dang curtains into the dryer with some dryer sheets and tumble them on low for a few minutes to try to get some of the stink like and the, the dust the out of them. Out. Yeah. Um, and then I <laughs> and then I got to cut um, all my pieces around the big spots of dog pee. I told you I was going to tell you my dog's story someday Meg I remember <laughs> oh, having this right. conversation yes. with you uh, oh. yeah um, and then I got to hand stitch all of those pleats and I had to stitch them through both both layers both the silk and the thick home deck cotton my fingers were in terrible shape and um, then he, I was just panicking about getting the thing finished and so my costume shop director told me he'd he'd put in the sleeves he'd set in the sleeves for me because I had not done a lot of sleeves before and I wasn't really sure what I was doing and he set them in backwards um put put the wrong sleeve in mm. the wrong hole so they were in yeah backwards yeah. so I had to mm-hmm. um yeah I had to take them out and then I got to set in the sleeves <laughs> right side out so and all of this was under a huge amount of stress because you know, opening was in a couple of days and um, and I had to do all the props and it was just it was oh, my gosh, it was so terrible. And when I was done with the whole thing, all 36 hand stitch pleats that ended up on that thing. I don't remember how I came up with that, but I remember it was 36 <laughs> um, done with the whole thing. My teacher told me that it was the one that was really wowing everybody. Everybody was coming up and complimenting him on that piece. And he had not been very nice to me in the in the days preceding that because he was under a lot of stress. And so I think he was trying to be nice to me, but it was it was not sufficient to make up for the dog pee is what I'm saying. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I could sew under pressure like that. And that's why I don't anymore. Yeah. Because it yeah. it was it was terrible. And I was not in a good place at that particular point in my life. And I and I'm sitting here, I'm telling the story, and it's not it doesn't sound nearly as terrible as it was at the time because I left out a lot of the crying. Um dog pee with your tears. Um no, I I <laughs> just cried in the bathroom a lot. Oh no. Um but it uh yeah, it was oh my gosh, it was so terrible. Uh so that that is my first. Oh, that doesn't sound, yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. And it took me a long time to decide that sewing was something that was fun to do because of experiences like that. Oh, um, yeah. Gosh. Sometimes like a story like that it could really knock you down a sewing peg or something. You just got to. Well, and I didn't have any sewing pegs. I had barely sewn anything before I took oh, that class. No. That was like my third major sewing project of my life. Wow. And it was, I mean, it was draping, which was fine. Draping was fine. But then, you know, having to sew and this also this teacher had this thing about how you what he what he taught us to do was to actually draw the seam lines on the fabric and then Mm -hmm. you um, pinned them together with uh, parallel pins and you sewed on the lines perfectly on the lines. That's what you were supposed to do. And I was not good at sewing on the lines. And um, I got a lot of criticism for not sewing on the lines correctly. Yep. I mean, I feel wow. like when I'm sewing, I mean, I we sew under deadline for the magazines. Mm-hmm. 
And as soon as I start like trying to hurry, everything goes south. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, See, know, I throw. I do, do better under those circumstances. Yeah, I. I really do when there there's like a that's why I usually always need a deadline. I'm always saying for you guys like what day does it need to be? I always need a you know like a hard cutoff date, and I can yeah I yeah I I like to work under pressure and a deadline. I get that. I always but, do good work. But the the kind of pressure I'm under most of the time doing stuff for the magazine here is not the kind of pressure right. you get in the theater. Right. It's not, oh, well, it's not I'm as sure, big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, though I have to say there was one time I was embroidering a set of uh, throw pillows. No, I was embroidering one throw pillow that was supposed to be a set, but there wasn't time because they were really, really big designs. This was just last year. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the designs were really mm. big, and they were taking a lot longer to stitch out than I realized. And I was mm-hmm. literally running out of time before the photo shoot. Like, I did not know if I would get this this mm-hmm. throw pillow done in time just because of the amount of time it was taking to stitch these designs. And that was probably the most stressed I have ever been on a deadline mm. here. And comparatively, it wasn't anything compared to what we used to deal with in the, in the theater. Mm. So... Wow! All right, there's my horror story. That's um, uh, this just a, thir- a thirty-six handstitch please. I know like, you could just stop. There. I mean, you could have just said that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have said like that's scary. Curved thirty-six. <laughs> well, no, not all of them were curved. Some of them oh, weren't, but but oh. eighteen of them were curved in little triple layers. I, I'm going to see if I can find some pictures of yeah, this um, to, yeah, to, to put up on the thing so that you can see this yeah. thing because uh, just the fact that I had to hand stitch it, I just I can't even. Because he would have been so mad at me if my stitching wasn't perfect, and it was not going to be perfect on those curves. So, but I could make it perfect hand stitching, and I still like to hand stitch, which is unbelievable, right? That is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. All right, Amanda, do you have a horror story Um, for us? Most of mine are pretty lame and involve (laughs) Amanda not making a muslin and then finding out later that the sleeves are too tight. Um, I did once um, really carefully pen based a quilt to my parents' carpeted living room floor. Um, <laughs> oh, so I pinned it. I could see how that would easily happen. I yeah. the whole thing, oh. and then I went to <gasps> lift it up, and it was very oh, it was securely pinned to, to the oh carpet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I've done that a couple times. Um, so I oh. think there was, like, still carpet bits attached to it later on in the process. Oh. Um, and then I think, like, the real horror stories happen for me when I – injure myself while sewing like I yeah I, think yeah. I have nightmares about yeah accidents with the rotary cutter oh and scissors I also have a really bad habit of trying clothing on while I'm sewing it like a lot of times oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um so I can't remember what I was sewing um but it might have been a jumpsuit um so I and there's still like the pins in it. I had pins in it, and I was yeah. I was just like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit in this and work on the ties or whatever the next step was in the process. And I dropped uh, my scissors onto the floor, reached down to pick them up, and totally took a pin to the tummy, oh. like <gasps> deep. Oh, like a full. Oh. Yeah, like deep in yeah. my tummy, and um, yeah. I am a fainter. So and that one, oh. I almost fainted. It was so <gasps> deep and so painful. Um, oh. So yeah, that's probably my my yeah. best horror oh, story. Re- yeah, that reminds me of. I guess I have like a, a mini one that in, for pins. I usually wear a, like a hand, a wrist pin cushion. Yeah. And without e- it's just habit. I always wear it, but for what, some reason I wasn't. And I'm so I'm sewing and just habit. I oh, took my no. pin under my suit and I I stuck it right oh, in my no. wrist and it stu- it stayed there. Gross. Uh, I re- yeah I. I that wasn't even on my list, but that just reminded me. I was like, oh my gosh, I did do that. Oh, and I was like, ah, but well, didn't oh, you also? Just... Um, didn't you get your finger with the serger? Oh yeah, my um, my fingernail completely ripped, except for the top oh. little bit, so it ripped from the like the root up. Oh um, gosh, yeah, with the serger, and it was that's a nightmare. That way, it's kind of like now. I can handle if I I live through that. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. Through anything. I always have. I know maybe we can talk about this a little bit in sewing um, fears, but I always get scared. In school, we were always we, we were told we had to sew with either glasses or protective goggles because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes like if like a 
pin breaks or something, it could, or if you sew over a pin and it can catch it, it could fling up in your eye. Yeah. And so that was always. <laughs> oh my gosh. It happens to me all the time. And I do wear yeah. glasses. Oh, so I'm, yeah. And I'm always happy that I do when that happens. I know. Like a little, like, yeah, yeah. I, you I'm not good at You can seriously injure your you eye. You can get seriously yeah. injured in your, yeah. So I, I usually try and remember to always have my, my wrist cushion on <laughs> and my glasses gear. on. <laughs> oh, my safety gear. Yeah. yeah. I know that just reminded that was I just oh let me just stick that in oh, my arm oh. and I'll, for later you know for later <laughs> oh my for gosh. later oh yeah but I have um uh, one um I just changed it up I was gonna say another one but it's also kind of embarrassing so I I, th- I actually just thought of another one that uh, I w- while it was in while I was in school it was the um, like the evening wear semester. So it's like your third year, like everyone at least everyone's excited about, you know, learning about evening wear. And there's like an evening wear like competition. You're, you know, one student's like there's like three levels of um, of awards and stuff. And so it's like really big and you get a display in like the hallway. And so I made this like edgy, cool leather evening wear. like I had a leather bodice that was all like zipped and it had like a skirt attached and we have to do like final fittings. And so it was like the presentation for the judges the next day. So this is the fitting and you put them on the dress form and you have to mark your bust, waist and hip line on your garment so they can see it like the teachers can see it corresponds to like the levels of the dress form but I didn't want to usually you can like pin it's called like soutage and um on dress forms or like some bias tape to to show the or a thread bait a lot mm-hmm. of students did the thread basting but I didn't want to throw because in leather right. I didn't want to make holes and so I put tape um on the lines and on I I got perfect fitting they're like love your design make great job and I was like oh, oh I'm so excited about the presentation I take off the bus oh, tape no. line and the finish rips there's a line of the finish off the leather ripped right off there's this line across the chest and it was like a corseted like I almost I I, I cried yeah, right in man. class I remember I can't I, yeah, I didn't I wasn't gonna say this one it just reminded me and oh my gosh that was uh, and so I spent the whole night I had, to, I luckily I had some, and there was like a lot, there was little pieces. And so, but it was all finished with like a zipper around. I sh- I'll, I'll put a picture yeah. of it. I, it ended up being great. Um, Cause I actually won one of the awards and one of the, uh, the prizes when you get a professional like photo shoot with a model with your evening or design. So I spent the whole night recutting those pieces. So oh, man. that was wow. That wasn't fun, but it it turned out great. It was just oh, I just you just can't believe that it's just oh, I don't, that was not now. But I mean, you learn. Yeah. I'll never put tape on leather again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, that hurts my soul. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. My my friend, my classmate, just looked at me. She goes, ooh, like, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Lord. Live and learn. Live and learn, for sure. (laughs) And wear glasses. And wear glasses. (laughs) Wear glasses. Do you want to be done or do you want me to tell one more? (laughs) Tell us one more. Yeah, tell tell us. Yeah. This this is another costuming story, because most of my horror stories are. Um, this one uh, was a, a cape. We were doing Pinocchio, and there's you know the uh, the the evil magician uh, character who runs the circus that Pinocchio runs away to. I can't remember his name for the life of me at the moment, but um, we had this actor who was like six foot five who was playing this, mm-hmm. and they wanted him in a floor length cape, and it was going to be a semicircular cape. So we really needed to make a um, the, the cape basically needed to be a half of a circle with a six foot diameter approximately. And they wanted it to be patchwork with shiny fabric. So it was lame. It was sequin fabric. Um, it was other sorts of like metallic knits. It was basically anything you could think of that was metallic and hard to sew. That's what it was made out of. And it was strips. I think the widest strips were maybe four inches um, and the narrowest were like two and a half maybe. And so my friend and I had to cut a really whole lot of these strips 
and then they got cut into you know shorter pieces and then they were and then we laid them all out so we didn't have anything that next to each other you know so nothing ever was next mm-hmm. to each other and then we sewed these big long strips and then we sewed all the big long strips together and then we got these huge pieces that we laid out these you know basically quarter circles that with a six foot diameter um and we got to, and we cut out the pieces and I think we did a seam up the back center back and then my costume shop manager looks at me and she says okay well this isn't particularly stable I'm gonna need you to take some fusible web and this just horrible hideous ugly brown polyester fabric and I'm gonna need you to fuse this all of these together I'm gonna need you to fuse all of this uh, metallic fancy fabric onto this horrible brown fabric so that it's stable so I then spent, I believe, two eight-hour days sitting at the ironing board, fusing it one iron width at a time across this entire cape. She let me not work on the cape anymore after the end of that day. <laughs> I was wondering, like, if some of the metallic fabric would burn. I don't remember. I don't think it did. I think no. it must have had a press cloth or yeah. something. But it was mm. just, oh, and uh, you know, you were wrestling with these pieces of fabric that were so big and you're mm-hmm. having and I I'm pretty sure I guess it's possible that we fused them in the two pieces instead of the instead of the um after we hemmed them I honestly can't remember but they were just such big pieces and the mm-hmm. ironing board was you know it was thicker than a regular ironing board it was a it was a pressing board for a costume shop but it still wasn't that big and so i was always, i was constantly wrestling with it and draping it and sitting there mm-hmm. in the heat um putting that thing down waiting whatever 10 seconds it was moving it over and i just remember just sitting there like this is this is a nightmare this is this is me sitting here for <laughs> 16 hours doing this oh my gosh thing. So, mm-hmm. um, in the end, it was very, very striking, very, very beautiful, and probably worth it. But um, it wasn't fun. <laughs> do you have any pictures? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I do have any pictures of that one, unfortunately. Um, I did go on their website a couple of weeks ago for a different reason entirely, and I don't think there are pictures of that show up. So, um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to show you guys that one. But it was very cool, and it was a nightmare. But she didn't make me do the lining, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. All right. Well, wh- Have we horrified our listeners su- I'm sufficiently? Horrified. Yeah. You're horrified? I, I'm pretty horrified, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I'm just very cautious yeah. now in my future. So this week, it's going to be a very cautious sewing week. I'm going to go very slow. And wear your glasses. <laughs> wear my glasses. <laughs> Oh, geez. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about what scares us about sewing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When you start sewing, you can feel invincible and be able to do and sew anything. I mean, because it's a superpower, right? But sometimes there are sewing fears and certain projects, fabrics, and even notions can be left to the wayside because of a fear. So do you guys have any sewing fears? I definitely can, do. Can, yeah. I definitely do. And I, um, but I think my overarching, like the thing that causes me the most anxiety, and I, I don't know, I guess anxiety is maybe the same as fear, but um, is not having enough time. Like I just have, uh, you know, so many things I want to sew, but yeah, just never feeling like there's enough time to do all the mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So I think I have many smaller ones, but that one I think is gets me the with the most impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I have. Well, first of all, I didn't bring it up earlier, but I definitely have some fears around certain um, sort of body horror things. I've um, put a sewing machine needle into my finger before. Yeah, um, that sort mm-hmm. of thing is, and I've also yeah. bobbled a, a rotary cutter and and caught it on my finger wrong um which is always awful but um the rotary cutter ones are the worst just i know and even thinking about it and for a second that you don't even see them they're like so sharp they just there's nothing and then it starts and then you're like yeah well i need a very very large something to staunch this with (laughs) um 
So, but, you know, the, it always seems funny to me because it's it's not something that, like, getting a pin in my finger, I mean, that happens to me, like, how many times oh, a yeah. day? You don't even think about yeah. doing that sort of thing. Though that wrist thing you talked about earlier, that was horrifying. Yes. Uh, Just to, like, look over it and see to, it to share yeah, like, sticking in there. I, I can't, and I can't, oh, yeah, it was like. I can't think about it too yeah. hard. I mean, I could see myself yeah. doing that. Not, like, I don't wear a wrist, wrist pin cushion at all. So I can't, so I like, I wouldn't actually do it, but I could totally see myself in a situation yeah, like that it's just where ha- you're just so, you just do, you're so into a habit. It's a rhythm. Yeah. yeah it's like a, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also have some things, I don't know that I'd call them fears, but there are certain things I'm kind of intimidated by. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of intimidated by just pants in general. I've talked about this before, how I just struggle to find things that fit me right. Um, and also... Um, really fitted things. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I'm not a big fan of really fitted things at the moment. And um, certain fabrics just, you know, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but, um, and buttons. I hate, I hate doing buttons and buttonholes. It's the buttonholes. I don't care about the buttons. Yeah, I I don't like, yeah, buttonholes sometimes scare scare me too because you have like a finished garment and then it's, they're hard to, if you mess them up, they're hard to recover from. Right. If you put it, find. Put, put it in the wrong place, there's just there's nothing yeah. you can do. You unless yeah. you like pull out the placket and start that step over again. St- yeah, exactly. And that's oh, probably yeah. It's just see. Not, I feel the same. I feel the way that way about zippers. I will do buttons and buttonholes. Yeah. all day long. But I think I just trust my machine, and I've also messed them yep. up so many times that I can. I can mm-hmm. usually kind of mm-hmm. fix them as long as nobody yeah. looks too closely. But I do not like zippers. <laughs> it's not like a major keep you up at night kind of fear. I just prefer buttons over zippers. I I do a zipper over um, button any day. But if I can get away with skipping a zipper, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my Vienna yeah. one of my Vienna blouses is supposed to have a side zipper, and I'm like, eh, it's pretty loose fitted. I think I don't really need it. I might need some help mm-hmm. getting out of it at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. I can get into yeah. it fine. So that's the important thing, right? Right. Yeah. On my, I'm on my turtleneck journey right now, and it's if I'm like, oh, I can squeeze this over my head. I don't. It's stretchy enough. I don't need to put a like a bag zipper yeah. in. I'm like, let's try. I'm like, oh, I should really add a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> my fear is being stuck in a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> oh my god. It could happen. <laughs> I mean, it could. Luckily, this one I'm wearing right now has a zipper. So. Oh, it's got little ballerinas on it. That's so cute. Yeah, it has little ballerinas. <laughs> I actually didn't make it, unfortunately. But I just sometimes when you see something in a store and the fabric right. is just so cute, you have it. You, I, I had to buy it. Like, I could have made it, but I just loved, like, the fabric print right. so yeah. much. It's, it yeah, the it little, wasn't about the little ballerinas. You weren't, you weren't buying the garment. You were buying the fabric. No. But it was already exactly. in fa- garment shape, so you had already, to just wear, like, a garment. It was already sewn for me, so I thought, why not? <laughs> uh, well, my one of my big sewing fears is like if a, one of my machines like breaks or yeah. something. That's I don't know. I, 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 yeah, it's or if I don't know, like if the tension's all weird and I'm trying all these things, and it's if I have to sew something, I get really like stressed because mm-hmm. I mean, I should probably. I'm not a very good instructional, like, manual reader. That's something that um, Julian and I, when we get something new, he's, what do you do first? You look at the instructions. I they, I go to the instructions last. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I always think I can figure it out first. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> like, building something or, you know, for a wedding we got all these like appliances and I'm just like pushing all the buttons making it work and Julian's like I'm like oh you don't need that you can figure it out and same with like a sewing machine I'm like pushing all these buttons trying all turning all these knobs and I was like oh yeah I could probably just um read the manual but still sometimes that always freaks me out or if if I can't I don't know fix a problem with the machine because it that's really I don't like that you remember that time you were about to sew a you were about to do a sew along and you could we couldn't figure out how to load the uh the embroidery design onto the machine. Oh, yeah. We sat there for I like, remember we that. We sat there for like an hour and a half trying to figure oh, yeah. it out, and I finally managed I to find the right spot. Because I, I was, I was sitting there flipping through the manual. I couldn't find the right spot in the manual, and it took like forever to figure that out. I remember that. Yeah. 
I know because I was um, when we had uh, Allie working with us. We were trying to figure out, and Allie's like, "Let's go get Kate. She might know what to do." And then, uh, then you, you and then the in. three of us were just yeah, we're all sitting there yeah. pressing all the buttons, and I'm like. Let's look at the manual. And you guys know, are sitting there pressing like, the buttons while I'm flipping through the manual trying to find the right page. And <laughs> oh, oh man, I, I definitely know. had some dark moments with my surger. Like I, I feel oh, like yeah. you know you go down to sew, you're super excited, and then your yeah. surger just it's the it's moment, like the loops are all the loops are yeah. all weird, and you're the moment tight, the underlooper comes yeah. unthreaded, yeah, and you realize you're gonna have oh, to thread yeah. the underlooper, yeah. And I, then oh, for yeah. me, it's all it's like. The underlooper comes undone, and there are two. One of two things happens. One is I I rethread it, and it's fine. The other one is that I spend the next two hours rethreading the underlooper, and it will not catch. And I just doing something wrong. And no matter what I do, I cannot get the underlooper to catch right, and it will just break every time I try to check to make sure it's threaded correctly. Yeah. Um. And those. Yeah. Those are my dark moments. Sometimes I just walk mm-hmm. away. Like if my surger oh, yeah. is. It's like it's I get so frazzled and then there's just no coming down from that and no salvaging that sewing session. Yeah. Um, so I just walk away. Yeah. And sometimes you listen to the surger. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to the surger. Walk away now. Listen to the surger. <laughs> I, it, and yeah, it's, it's true that when I get really frustrated, walking away is my yeah. just like, I'm not going to do this anymore because it's just making me angry. Yeah. And it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. This is mm-hmm. all stories about when sewing's not fun. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. <laughs> um, I will say, um, if we skip on over to particular projects, um, yeah. I've done a pretty good job of tackling my sewing fears, and we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. But for me, bras are still, like, the unknown like territory. A- and I, I don't know what it is. I, It just seems super complicated. Like, even just sourcing the yeah. materials, I think yeah. that's... Um, that's been a real hindrance for me, and yeah, it just kind of scares me. They seem really finicky. Yeah. Although I feel like people mm-hmm. have told me, you know, it's not that big a deal once you yeah. do it, like everything else. But I just haven't haven't done it yet. Yeah. But yeah. When you sit there well, and you look like, at a bra, there's all this yeah. this detail and right. these little pieces and, little, and all this so small scale. Yeah. And all the yeah. all these little elements to it that yeah, there's and you could. Yeah, end up spending all this time and, and money sewing it, and then it doesn't even fit. Right. Like, right? It's similar when I go bra shopping. Oh gosh, like one in twenty maybe are okay. Okay, and so it's it's yeah, that's definitely scary. Just um, even just like the fit. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would. Yeah, yeah. but that's it's that's a good that, point yeah. too. Um, I haven't sewn anything. Um, I haven't sewn anything boned. I haven't made a corset yeah, or anything like like a corset in a very long time. And that is because the bones that I have access to in my life are the terrible nylon ones Mm -hmm. that I hate. And if I could actually get my hands on some nice spiral boning or some flat flat steel boning or whatever, I'd be much more likely to do some corset making. But there's just – I don't want to do it with – um, inferior product and whenever I look at how much it's going to cost online to buy all this stuff um, it it's like prohibitive I don't want to spend that much money to make a corset I probably wear once in my life you know I don't wear mm-hmm. corsets a lot I don't go out a lot so it mm-hmm. turns into a this is a waste of time and money especially yeah. when I start to get into the well I can't just buy the bones I have to buy the tipping fluid or I have to buy the tips and you have to make sure you've got something that'll cut them and you have to do it this yeah. way and I don't want to buy the bones already pre-cut because what if I want to change the pattern and yeah now you have to find a pattern too I should check out my there's um some really great sewing supply stores here in Toronto I haven't really scouted out for boning but I'm sure they have the the kind that you like. I can always, next time I come film, I bring can a load. come bring you yeah. some. Yeah. Be careful offering me that because I might take you up on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there's a there's a store here in Denver that I've never been to that started out as a bridal store but now also has other fabric as well. Yeah, I've heard about that place. Al- yeah. um, Ellen's or Eileen's, something like mm-hmm. that. And I still haven't gotten there. They probably might have it because, you know, wedding dresses tend yeah. to have more boning than most things that you wear on a regular basis. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess that's not really a sewing fear. I kind of tangented it mm-hmm. off. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, but I think sometimes, I mean, whether it's fear or, you know, what, whatever it is, like there's things that you just 
don't do because of, you know, reasons. For, for me, it's the the cost is often like yeah. I don't I mean, I'm sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't worry about wasting my time because like you'll learn something and, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm happy just to use my hands in that way and um but it's the price point sometimes for projects that I'm like there's no way that that alone would scare me um cuz it is such a big investment oh, if it yeah. doesn't work out then <sighs> that's true yeah so many ups the stakes so many costume historical style gowns that I've never made because the cost of buying the fabric I yeah. would want in that amount of yardage yeah. is just a lot of yardage not, not something I can do um, also, where would I wear it? Again, I'm trying yeah. to be more practical about these sort of things. But. Yeah. What about you, Meg? Do you have um, <laughs> any sewing projects you haven't tackled? I'm, I don't think it's, for me, a, a sewing fear is not, it's not to do with a project or any particular um, type of fabric. Or, I, I'm pretty, I can approach anything. I, I'm very good at just allowing myself to feel like maybe this is something new to me, like I'll fail, like yeah, no big yeah. deal. But where fear comes for me, along with like my machine breaking down and me not looking at the manual and just trying to do it <laughs> myself and just making it worse, is actually um, sewing for other people mm-hmm. can kind of be a big fear of mine. Just because if it's maybe it comes from a fear of like failure too. Like if it's not perfect, right. if it's for myself, then it's, but I, I get really self-conscious if, I'm making something for someone else and I just want to make sure it's like perfect for them and I just sort of get all in my head and anxious like I just I don't know then you kind of go like above and beyond and I don't know so sometimes I, I get a fear of it poorly you know I, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes I, I can be hesitant yeah. about um, doing yeah things for other for other people uh just because it's not that I don't want to like I would I I like helping people and making things I just I just I don't know yeah I just get scared that it's not per and they're they think that less like oh I I don't like it maybe it's not that well sewn and I just want everything I just want to live up to the expectation that people have of me like as someone in the sewing industry Mm -hmm. it can be a lot of pressure so sometimes that can be a fear for me as well see I just I just went through this total journey over here because I was sitting here thinking oh I don't I don't have that fear because Um, You know, I used to sew for other people all the time. I never sewed for myself. And then I realized, but with those people, you know, it was my job. And there was a certain amount of, you'll wear this and you'll like it. And if you don't like it, tough, because this is what you're wearing. exactly. Um, Because it was a designed costume and, you know. And then I started thinking what you were saying about making stuff for other people, which I very rarely do. Um, But, yeah, actually, I do get a lot of... Um, like very nervous feelings about the thought about yeah. sewing something for somebody who might judge. Like my niece, when I was sewing my niece, her little mermaid costume I was talking about a couple weeks ago, not a big deal. But when, but you know, if my sister had picked it up and decided it was poorly constructed, that would have been yeah. totally different. Because my niece would, yeah. just, would, I'm sure she just loved it. But mm-hmm. having somebody judge it and judge it as wanting, yeah, yeah, I can totally get that as a fear. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling or that just now. easy to make something for yourself because you know I don't know it's just it's just yeah for yourself for, you can you can be like well I'm judging myself for not doing this right but also I don't care because I'm the one wearing it yeah exactly mm-hmm. what a <laughs> episode so far we're just talking <laughs> wah, wah, about wah. <laughs> stabbing ourselves with pins and just being scared of something. <laughs> well, um, on a brighter note it is. A, I definitely, um, I love this question about um, taking steps to overcome your sewing yes. fears. Because I feel like um, I don't always, you know, spend a lot of time looking back. I'm often thinking about the next project. Yep. But um, in this past year, I've actually done a lot. I feel like the um, the bathing mm-hmm. suit I made, even though it was so right. plain oh my and gosh. so normal and but still, not spectacular, it's, I felt amazing. Um, yeah. Just on that. And also, um, not from a technical aspect, but kind of getting over my fear and uh, low-key hatred of jumpsuits. 
has been a major milestone oh for me. She is I, wearing a jumpsuit right now, by the way. I am. Are you yes. really? Oh, I love it. Um, is that the, that's the Zadie? Yes, the Zadie. Is, is that, I love it. Is that like a, a denim? Yes. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, but I, I need to make one of those. And I think that's another kind of fear to kind of think about. Like what, and maybe fear is not the right word, but thinking about your style and how closely yeah. you define yourself. And then like challenging yourself to kind of step out of that. Um, mm-hmm. That was a big moment for me with the jumpsuits because it just, I had been a hater for so long. And um, and then I had to eat all my words because they're super comfortable. And um, but I think that's, so I think that happens yeah. a lot when you think about like your style and mm-hmm. and what kind of rules you set up for yourself um, about what yeah. looks good on you, what, what is you and um, all of that. But, and I'd say the other one, for me was sewing jeans. That was a real big moment of feeling victorious um, and doing something that I really just kind of never pondered doing. And then, um, yeah, got more tempted and more tempted and did it and just felt like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Have you, are there specific projects that you challenged yourself with and overcame fears about? Well, there was that dressing gown with the 36 hand stitch pleats. Yeah, that counts. I had a lot of fear around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of things that I've done because I've sewn so many, you know, costumes and, and things like that that, um, you know, have always have been kind of intimidating and, and sort of, I don't know if I can do this. And what I found is that most of the time it's just a pattern it might not be a pattern quite like you've ever made before, but if you sew the right sides together, then it turns into what it's supposed to turn into. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I still have it. If, if you sew the what was that? if you sew the right sides, I just love that in between. If you sew the right sides, that's all you gotta do. <laughs> well, I mean, if you sew the correct, I'm sorry. If you sew the correct no, know, seams together. No, I know, I know. It's just, I'll tell you, just funny. It's like a pattern. A pattern can work if you sew it. If right. you sew it, to, yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> It. I, I mean, I'll tell you, Meg. I was sewing a Berta style uh, cardigan for this oh, trip, geez. and um, I could. I I sat there and I was looking at it, and I was like, I know that I'm supposed to look at the numbers to figure out where I'm supposed to be sewing yeah. where, but oh my god, I can't figure this out. It's like a puzzle. I don't know how these pieces are supposed to fit together. I don't know what's going on here. And then I, you know, I I did what you recommend, and I found the sides with the numbers and I kind of stitched them together and after like the third step it became really obvious how it went together yeah but nice getting started was really hard um yeah and that was very much a question of it's it had three pieces i mean (laughs) it had three pieces and yet i had a lot of trouble figuring out how to put it together um but in the end all i had to do was figure out the right seams to sew together and it turned into what it was supposed to turn into so um i don't know where i'm going nice so yeah, um, in the meantime, if you have seen the, what is it? Is it the um, December, January issue that has our New Year's resolutions in it? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you've seen that yet, or look for it if you haven't seen it yet, my one of my New Year's resolutions for this year is to sew something scary. So jeans, nice. maybe a swimsuit, Perfect something timing. like that. I'm not sure what yet, but it is going to happen sometime next year maybe we'll see resolution (laughs) nice i think the steps the next step i'm going to take is i'm going to um get my manuals out and service like oil my machines and like main like i think that's what i need to do then it can ease my pain yeah if something happens i can be well at least i i put oil yes. in it. i know i'm i kind of slack on that yeah. <laughs> on that uh that level but i think they i think they need a little love they sure do get a lot of use mm-hmm. so <laughs> i can <laughs> i do yeah like the general after your you know the dust and everything but i do need to oil them for sure yeah. And I shouldn't just try and guess where it goes. I should probably look in the middle. <laughs> Find the right place. Find the right place, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, now that we faced and fought our uh, sewing fears, shall we move on to our sojo? Talk about things that make yeah. sewing fun instead of things that make sewing not fun? 
For yeah, a bit. let's do All it. All right. So for anyone who doesn't know, Sojo is our sewing mojo. So we like to talk about what it is that's giving us ours. So uh, Meg, why don't you start us off? Well, actually, my um, in with the fall theme, I'm just loving in Toronto right now. It's like crisp fall air and crunchy leaves and I'm just loving fall right now and I'm kind of wanting a pair of I've been looking at fabrics and I'm really into like a camo print I want to make like a pair of like camo um like cargo pants I've been making so many tops lately I need to make some bottoms to go with them (laughs) so that's kind of my I'm you know, starting to work on that, just going over what patterns I can use and stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of digging that right now. And I'm kind of thinking I might either I'll make a separate pair or make like these into overalls. Oh, I'm nice. With like a digging little, that. like a panel yeah. that comes off or something. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm toying with that, Cute. Uh, with that. Yeah. So it's kind of what I'm feeling right now. Awesome. How about you, Amanda? Um, I am definitely also into fall sewing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say I am um, I'm a total cheater um, because I <laughs> have started a, um, a really, like, my biggest crochet project to date. And I have not... What? I have not crocheted in a pretty long time, and I really only ever make hats. Um, but I got really inspired to um, get a project together for my London trip so that I could work on it while oh. I was there. So I did. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So it is, I mean, I'll finish it maybe next fall, but I'm making a... <laughs> what is it's it? A, um, it's a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's in super neutrally color. Um, but it's really cute and it is actually it's the you start with the back and I, I've mostly finished that panel um, and then you do the two fronts and then the um, sleeves which are really fun they've got these really kind of big um, bobbles all along the sleeves mm. so it's really um, we'll, we'll see how it goes but it's kind of almost starting to look like a cardigan and I don't wow. know I, I mean I love sewing with cozy fabrics all fall and winter yeah. but it is kind of nice to just have something that you can take with you especially it's like a portable yeah. Yeah. for mm-hmm. sure so well traveling yeah. for sure because yeah. you guys know I needed it's, another cardigan so yes we did oh, know yeah, that of course <laughs> is crocheting the same as knitting where it's you crochet all the separate pieces and then sew them together or does it kind of all come together in one I think this I there are probably patterns that you do all together but this one is just oh, panels okay. that mm-hmm. you then you seam them oh, together and then you mm-hmm. then sew to, oh yeah. okay cool I guess yeah that brings up another sewing fear. I'm terrified of like crocheting, or I, I've just tried a couple times and failed yeah, miserably. Yeah, I have I some know. pretty good knitting fails, but crochet—I don't know—seems kind of accessible and fun and low-key. Yeah. I find uh, yeah. crochet to be easier than knitting. Yeah, but right now my project is knitting. I I've gotten more success in knitting than I've uh, crochet is—I can't wrap my hand around it, but I can knit a square. But crocheting, it's just—it looks like a bunch of knots yeah. knotted together, and I'm—I I don't know. And so, yeah, maybe I'll try yeah. that one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda can show you how. Uh, <laughs> so can maybe, I, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, nice. for me, what about yours? My sojo today is that I have this moment while I'm in Austria to just take a deep breath, maybe go to a few fabric stores, but not worry about sewing anything because I am done with my Vienna wardrobe. And when you hear this, I'll be wearing my Vienna wardrobe. And I can start looking into sewing other things. For the first time in a long time, I don't have it hanging over me, this this whole wardrobe that I had to plan. Um, And so I have this freedom to sew whatever I want to sew. So right now I'm just taking a moment to savor that feeling. Nice. Oh, love that I mean, love I will say I made a bunch of garments for London. Um, I wore most of them. It was a little cooler and rainier than I was expecting. Um, and I came home with a lot of fabric to sew up. And I was, it was just kind of, I had a moment where I was like, this is kind of silly. I sewed all this stuff to get here. And then I got yeah, a whole bunch of fabric to, to sew more stuff. I mean, that's well, totally how I roll, but I really appreciate taking a moment. 
This this feels like you're telling me not to buy any fabric no, in Vienna. No, you, you definitely should buy some fabric. Okay. But just, you know, maybe it's for, like, future makes. Maybe you don't have to make them right when mm-hmm. you get home. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention when I was in um, New York for our honeymoon, we went to my favorite spandex store, and I allowed myself one yard of crazy spandex. <laughs> so what'd you get? <laughs> I got this spandex. It was so funny. It was it was like a collage spandex, but it it was like it looks like there was like a bunny on there and there was like a, a lime green dress. It looks like a collage of our like wedding theme. It was so <laughs> surreal. Awesome. Like Julian and I look at each other. We're like, you have to get that one. So I think I'm going to make, I'm not sure what I'm going to make with them yet. I think I, I'm thinking a pair of leggings or a bodysuit yeah, that I, I can wear like under, uh, like a long sleeve mm-hmm. bodysuit, maybe a turtleneck because I just still, still on the turtleneck train. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that yeah, it's always nice to get a fabric yeah, one. It's my favorite um, souvenir. And then obviously I got my wedding that that mm-hmm. lace that for my mm-hmm. wedding dress. I got that in Italy. Uh, oh, and actually, like a fun fact, I'm going to be blogging about it too. But it was a designer's uh, remnant, and I found the collection oh, it was nice. from on Vogue. The exact lace, so that was kind of Very fun. Cool. So yeah. Buy all the fabric when yeah, you travel. You <laughs> that's our that's our motto of but this. But don't <laughs> pressure yourself to sew it. Right no, 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 home. don't. Okay. No, there you go. No. Mm-hmm. All right, so that leads us into sew and tell. Then, so we want to know what is your greatest sewing fear. <laughs> I I tried to do it. We were talking earlier and before we started recording, we're like, what should we say things in spooky voices? And, and they wouldn't let me do the opening I, in my spooky voice. Like, and now Meg's sitting here doing the sew and tell question in spooky voice, and I feel very I put upon right now. Sp- that was not spooky though. I, you still sounded know, friendly and nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was really on a whim. I did not plan to do that. <laughs> So please let us know what is your greatest sewing fear um, because of timing and Kate fabric shopping That's in Vienna. Right. We're going to actually be reading this and she'll you'll be back by this yep. time, right? When we're doing the Instagram live. Yeah, so she'll, she can maybe show us what she got. Uh, so November 7th, we're going to be reading your answers live on at Sew and Tell Pod. So make sure to, to find yep. us there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a wonderful Halloween, as I've mentioned. It's yes, my happy Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Me too. So um, I'm going to embrace it. And um, this, for any of you who are listening to this after Halloween, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you guys soon. Yeah, I like have all kinds of Halloween like candy ap- to eat and yes, keep you sewing just, in your sewing room. Yeah. I was going to say, I always love the day yes. after Halloween because there's lots of candy sales. So <laughs> I don't know what that's going to be like in Austria, but I'll find out. Yeah. Report back. Oh, right. Eh? Yeah. Actually, I was in Italy uh, two years ago on Halloween and it was, I, it was just a regular day. I don't think they did anything. Fun fact. <laughs> well, anyways, happy Halloween, yeah. everybody. Happy <laughs> stitching. Happy Halloween. All right. Bye. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at peakmediaproperties.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer our sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. <laughs>